Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to welcome you today on this July 3rd, the day before our we celebrate our 246th birthday as a nation. Welcome to all who are new and a special welcome to those who come here every day. Because some people come here, we're here every day, and some people come every day. And I want to tell you a little clue here. Good choices plus consistency over time equals big change. Small choices plus consistency over time can equal big change. That's why we're here every day to get into the Word, talk about it, and pray about it. And I hope you'll join me. We're talking today, I'd like to talk today about our birthday as a nation. And I'd like to discuss for a moment the question, has America lost its way? And are we finding our way back? We, uh, when, I, when we speak of losing our way, many of us decry what's happened to our nation over the last number of decades. So we become more and more secular. And we've seen that division in our country, the hatred, fellow Americans towards one another, the political division, the cultural division, the geographical division between the coastals and the heartland, the division between those who live in the big cities and those who don't, those who live out in the, in the rural areas. And indeed, this division's become significant. And how do we get our way back? I'd like to suggest that we go back to looking at some of our founding documents. And today, I'd like to look at the Declaration of Independence. Now, as you know, or you should know, this is what launched our nation 246 years ago, the Declaration of Independence. We were subservient to Great Britain and the king, and we wrote this declaration. Our founding fathers wrote this to declare we're going to separate, and they explained why. Let's look at the first two paragraphs, okay? When they're explaining why they're leaving, here's what they say. Oops, excuse me. Let me move that back. They explain, here's why we're leaving. You ready? When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. Notice right in this very first paragraph, the opening sentence. People often tell us that, the, that we are a nation that has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with religion. And in the very opening sentence, they're claiming that the state, the place that they're going to take, we're going to have by establishing a new nature, a new nation, is something given to us by the law of nature or natural law and nature's God. Very, very interesting. Their appeal. We'll go one step further. Look at the next sentence. We know this one. This is the one most commonly quoted as the opening sentence. Actually, it's the second. We hold these truths to be self-evident or obvious that all men are created equal, 
that they are endowed by their creator. Many people leave those three words out these days. They forget to mention them, maybe intentionally, but it's right there. We are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Then among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, this is so important that we understand, and many people don't get this anymore. And years and years and years of secular education and historical revisionism have caused people to misunderstand and not even quote this line properly. I often ask people, where do our rights come from? As Americans, where do our rights come from? And I get answers like the Constitution, the government, the Congress, the people. No, 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 no. Not according to our founding documents. Not according to what what we have said. Now, you might disagree with it, but you ought to at least know how our nation was founded. And it was founded to say our rights are given to us by God, that governments only exist to secure and to protect our rights, not to grant us our rights, not to give us our rights, not to determine our rights. This is so very, very vital. And when we lose sight of God and when we have education that says you can't mention God in schools, you can't mention because that's thought of to be religious, this is not being taught anymore. And because it's not being taught, people think that their rights come from government. And as we've said here before, the fundamental issue going on, the fundamental division in our country today really gets down to who is the Almighty? Who do we see as the Almighty? Do we see God as the Almighty who has authority, who grants us rights, who we look to and appeal to, who is our provider and our protector? and whose law we respect? Or do we see government, which is just, you know, us, us people, as the Almighty? Not God, but government. Government is our provider and our protector. The one whose laws we look to and whose laws we can change and whose laws we think are relative and can be changed with the vote of the people. You see, with all of this going on in our country today, people upset about the Roe versus Wade decision. This is what they don't understand. And this is why we have this powerful division. And let's be honest about it. This powerful division comes down to who do you see as the Almighty? Is it God or is it government? Is it, is it the Lord God, our Creator, or is it we the people? Who's the Almighty? Do we, the people, submit ourselves to God, or do we, the people, reject God, subvert God, and say we are the Almighty? And my friends, this is what's going on. All this my body, my choice type stuff. No, 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 no. No, it's, it's, we, we are subject to God and God's laws. If our rights come to us from God, you know, a good question is, does God ever give us the right to do what is wrong? And, and this is what, because our rights come from God, from our creator, from nature and nature's, the laws of nature and nature's God, it is important we have good theology. 
because our nation was founded by Christians. And even if someone was not a, a professing Christian, they there was an understanding that God exists. They weren't a bunch of atheists. There was an understanding of God and the laws of the God of the Bible. They weren't following other religions. They weren't a bunch of you know Hindus following Shiva or something. They weren't a bunch of Muslims following Allah. They were Christians. And they were, and when they talked about God, they had an understanding of God, as the Bible would teach. Our nation was born out of this, the great awakening that occurred in the 1700s through the preaching of such men as, as Jonathan Edwards and, and George Whitfield and John Wesley. And it comes down to their uh, an important understanding of theology. And here's this. We as, Amer- we, we as human beings have free will. But God never, it, free will does not mean God says you can do whatever you want. Free will means God gives you choices, but if you make wrong choices, there are consequences. God gives you the ability to do what's wrong, but never the permission to do what's wrong. You're not allowed to do what's wrong. And if you do what's wrong, you have the ability, but if you do what's wrong, there's a consequence. In our country today, we have the, the, the freedom and the right to own a gun. And to use a gun, you have the right to use a gun. But you don't have a permission to go murder someone. You have the ability to. You can misuse a gun, but you don't have the permission to. You're not allowed to. And if you misuse your gun, you'll be held accountable and you'll and 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 uh, be punished for it. Likewise, with all every right we have, every right, God gives us our rights. He does not give us the right to do what's wrong. He only gives us the, he give, does, we have the ability, but never the permission. Our rights do not come from government. Governments are to secure our rights. So our, gover- our, our country's gotten way off track. And you, if you look at all the ways we've gotten off track, all the moral issues where we've been so wrong for, the, for basically my whole lifetime, all of them came down, all of them have come from a court, almost every one, from a court that has misinterpreted and misapplied the clear teaching of the Constitution and the understanding of the Declaration, our founding documents. To me, it's quite exciting to see our court getting back to this. On this Roe versus Wade, a lot of people are saying you're taking away the, the rights of women. Well, listen, the the government can't give you the right. They can only identify and secure what God gave. And God never gave a person the right to abort a living being, a living child. It's not a right that we have. That's where the government way overstepped and gave and, and gave a right that did not exist. And so when it's being taken away, people are angry, throwing a fit. They don't want to be brought back into what a civilized society would live by and acknowledge, and that is the safety and protection of all human, innocent human life. And this is, as we know, as I've said many times, this is the reigning in, the, the Roe versus Wade, 
overturning is the reigning in of the sexual revolution. And keep in mind that our Supreme Court did not say that abortion is illegal. It simply says the states can decide what they want to do. Our state, my state, Ohio, has ruled now, we have a law now, that once a fetal heartbeat can be detected, um, no more abortion. And there's going to be all kinds of anger about that and extreme examples of why that's wrong. But that's a pretty good law. That's a pretty good law. And that would kick in at about five or six weeks. Other states, they're going to say you can do it right up to the point of birth. As I understand, California lets you have an abortion after birth. Yes, an abortion after the baby's been born is what I understand. So there's going to be quite diversity. And, and, and But the reining in, what it will do is the reining in of the sexual revolution and the sexual license of, of unrestrained sex with no consequences whatsoever. Folks, to me, it's exciting to see our Supreme Court getting back to what the Constitution said. And there's going to, there may be some other rulings that get us back to the basic founding. But it is important to understand, this is theological in nature. This is why we've got to understand both our Bible and our Constitution. Because the Constitution and the Declaration were written in a time when the Bible was respected by our country. And to understand some of the language in these documents, you've got to understand your Bible. And to see what's happening here, it gives me hope for our country. Because I've, I've often wondered, is our country just on this downward spiral where more and more, how many more hits can we take? Internally, the, the the breakdown of civilization, the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of law of order, the breakdown of civil order in our country, and then our our loss of power around the nation and the 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 economic situation, which is I just wonder how has it not collapsed long ago? How have we held on as long as we have? And folks, what must we do as a nation? We've got to get back to who we were. Honoring our God. Honoring our God. It takes revival, I believe. But I want to thank, I'm thankful to God that we finally have an arm of government that is trying to lead us back, our Supreme Court. And for this, I'm so grateful. Father in heaven, we pray today for our nation on this 246th anniversary of our founding tomorrow. How we pray, Father, that the revival that swept our land in the 1700s, Lord, you did it before you can do it again. It looked impossible then, and it looks impossible now, but you did it, and you can do it again. And so we cry out to you. We lift up our voice. We pray for revival in our land. We pray, Father, for, our, for a great turning to you of unbelievers. We pray, Lord, that there be a sounding forth of the gospel message. We pray for a return to a respect for you, a fear, a reverence of the Almighty, that we would see that the Lord God, He is God, not our government, not our celebrities, but the Lord God is God. We pray that, Lord, with all the attacks on, a, on the Bible, that there would be a return to respect for the Word of God. We pray, Father, we'd ask this for our culture, 
Father, here we are. Use us to be leaders in this. We pray that the churches in America would have a deeper respect for the Word of God. I think, Lord, of how many churches are the progressive churches in there, the, the things of the culture and the modern secularism of the culture has crept into the church and and formerly good churches are 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 debating things that shouldn't even be up for debate they're clearly taught in your word and yet they're being doubted and questioned even by christian leaders oh god bring these people to repentance might they not fear man it's a trap Might you give us Christian leaders who are courageous, bold, who speak your truth, who understand the times in which we live, and they don't don't hesitate to say what's true and right. And they are reminded that they're not accountable to the people. They're not accountable to their churches. They are accountable to the Lord God. Raise up people with a prophetic voice who will speak like the prophets of old and say what needs to be said. Lord, we pray for our churches. We pray for our churches to have courage, to stand for what's true, to respect the Bible, to not be man-centered, but to be truly God-centered, God-honoring, God-fearing, God-loving. And we pray, Lord, we would love you above the approval of man, love you above the praise of man, love you above anything else. We'd be faithful. Raise up churches like this. And might we be the ones that lead our nation where it needs to go. Lord, it's not up to the unbelievers to lead us. They're not going to lead us to you. Help us to lead all people to you and to your ways. We pray these things. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being with me. This is important stuff, folks. So I hope you come back and join us. We'll talk a little bit tomorrow again about the founding of our country and what some of our founding fathers believed. It might surprise you. You might be shocked to know how, how they, what they saw this nation to be and their hopes and dreams for this land. So I hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. I hope you celebrate our freedom. I hope that you are also in prayer for our country. This is an important time. For the first time, we do have a branch of our federal government that seems to be getting it. That hasn't been true in a long time. They seem to be getting it. It gives me some hope. So God bless you. If you're new, I hope you come back. Like I said earlier, it's consistency, good choices, big or small, but good choices consistently carried out over time can make a big difference. And so I pray you'll be with us. You can subscribe, hit the notify button, come here every day. I'm here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can listen later on the, on, the, on the YouTube or the podcast later in the day on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. I hope you do. And tell your friends, spread the word. We as believers need to be getting into the word. We need to know the truth and stand for it. That's why we're here. So God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might he strengthen you, fill you with his joy, his peace, and his love and his courage. Remember, you've got something the world didn't give, so don't let the world take it from you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.